Welcome along to the South Coast Football Holic, powered by UOW TV. You're listening to Jared Tim and special guest Dylan Arvella. We'll be talking about all things football in the Illawarra region because, well, we're good at talking rubbish, so might as well publish it, see how it goes. So here we are. Timmy, Dill, welcome along. How was your weekend? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, man. What did you get up to? Oh, I did a bit of refereeing. Refereeing, where at? Uh, Up at Rilla, actually. Rilla. Who who did they play? They were playing Balgowney and... uh, Colin Walker had a stormer. Stormer? What yeah. Did, what did the score end up? It was 4-3 in the end. It was a hat-trick for, for Colin. It was incredible. Hatty for Colin. How's that? Dill, what did you get up to on the weekend? Um, I uh, went to a couple games on the weekend. I watched a Bulldogs troll against Gun Garland. They won that one 3-1. It was an interesting performance. It was an hour and a half late for the kickoff. Gun Garland didn't get the... Uh, Memo of when the game was about to kick off, and then I watched the second half of Flame. They went down to Parramatta, two goals to nil. Yeah, um, second loss on the trot for the Flame. Yeah, poor start not, not to the, the season. Best start. Bit unlucky, but uh, got to say, I'm I'm happy to be on your first podcast uh, for this new new venture of yours, and uh, wishes all the best. Yeah, pleasure to have you along. Obviously, an experienced experienced head, along with two. Um, Inexperienced heads, I guess. That's yeah, the I don't you really know say. what you'd, you'd say there. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Tim's, Tim's a smiling head at the moment. Tim's <laughs> a smiling, yeah, that's for sure. So um, we'll get this started, but we also wanted to make a little quick plug into our socials as well, so our Facebook, our Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure, follow us on Facebook the South, at the South Coast Footballholic. Our Instagram is at South Coast Footballholic, and our Twitter is at SC Footballholic. So what were we discussing this week, Tim and Dill? Big issues going around at the moment, the coronavirus pandemic. What effect is it going to have on Illawarra football? We don't want to talk about it possibly postponing games, but there is a good possibility that this could happen over the next few weeks. We just hope not, but we'll see how it goes. We'll touch on the FFA Cup over the weekend. There's some massive wins from our local clubs and a little communication mishap as well up in Griffith. Uh, we'll also discuss our rep team results or lack of results for the Wolves. Obviously, their game got washed out against Mount Druitt. We're going to discuss who's who in the zoo, IPL's new signings, player movements across the local league for sure. And we're going to preview the 2020 season for the Illawarra Premier League and Illawarra District League. Who's primed for a big year and who's in a bit of strife? We'll get started. The coronavirus obviously has sent shockwaves through the world at the moment postponing almost every sporting event under the sun, except for the NRL and AFL, of course. They're playing behind closed doors. It's a massive topic, even locally, with the season starting this weekend. The Frack Cup was postponed. Obviously, that was postponed for a reason. Football South Coast released a statement earlier saying apparently some players involved came in contact with the virus or coming in contact with a guy who got tested for the virus, but that guy got cleared negative yesterday so there's obviously no issues around that but you've got to applaud them I guess for um, for postponing it early rather than too late and taking the risk for the players safety what's your opinions on that? Well I think that it was a move that that had to happen I understand it was one of the teams in the final uh, potentially came into contact with someone that was was like you said tested for coronavirus up in a, tr- a trial match uh, about a week or so ago and when that came to light I believe it came to light through Football New South Wales getting in touch with Football South Coast it was a sensible decision because obviously health comes first the big concern I think going forward is that obviously the Scott Morrison government's put forward the 500 uh, limit for gatherings and obviously not many IPL games or games in the Illawarra go beyond 500 but the concern I probably have is the fact that a majority of the people that do go to these games are older people Uh, Mm -hmm. so um, 
I, I don't know too much of the details regarding it, but I do know that Football South Coast are having a meeting with clubs this week to uh, to not necessarily make any set decisions, but discuss the issue with them because, uh, you know, as, as uh, you guys are both on Twitter you, and social media and whatnot, things are changing uh, by the hour with this. So I think Football South Coast just want to uh, try and be open with the clubs and see where it goes. Yeah, go forward with that. What do you reckon will happen to, with the IP on the district league? Do you reckon we're going to end up having a season put back a couple of weeks or do you reckon, what's, what, what's your take on it, Tim? What yeah, well, I think, I think in these situations you have to be proactive. I think we've seen too much of it being reactive and going, oh, well, now this is happening, so yeah. let's do something about it. So I think if you're thinking like that, uh, uh, being proactive and postponing it back a little bit, especially considering it hasn't started and we don't have any results yet, I think that would be a, a good decision. But look, it's up to Football South Coast and, and those above yeah. to see what happens. Yeah. Oh, well, obviously, because I do coaching as well, so we get, we've been receiving a lot of information at the moment about strict practices like the social social distancing is hard when you when you're trying to run a session for example keep, keep it one and a half meters away you can't do that i've so, got obviously I, as well there's a big part of me that would just love the season to start this weekend and it looks like it is going to start this weekend but there is a there is a part of me that does think that you know it probably should be delayed for uh for the foreseeable before things sort of uh before we to the point where we've got a clearer picture of what's going on. Um, and I think it should be said that Football New South Wales, Football South Coast rather, are unlikely to be the the, uh, the body that makes the final decision. They'll probably be uh, talked to by Football New South Wales, who will be talked to by Football Federation Australia. And I think that uh, they'll be encouraged to... Their, their decision will depend on uh, what way those higher governing bodies push them. Yeah, so big issue, obviously. Probably not the best week to start a podcast. First topic, we're not even talking about football. We're talking about a, a virus. Well, a frat cut would have been a good so, thing to Yeah, it would have been really. a good recap. But um, unfortunately, that's our frat cut recap for this week. <laughs> we'll move on now to some actual football. So FFA Cup, couple of games on the weekend. And late last week, of course, we'll start off with uh, Tarawana Blueys got up over San Susi, San Suchi, got up 3-2 after after extra time. So the Blueys were down 1-0 until about, I think, a minute to go. And own goal sent them through the extra time. Apparently Tyson Black ball whipped into the box. Must have been glanced into the back of the net by a San Susi defender by reports. So, sent it in extra time. Blueys continued before uh, they won a penalty very late in the game. And then Matt Naylor stepped up to f- finish the penalty, slotted past the keeper to the bottom right hand corner of the net, and sealed the victory 3 2 at the end of the game. I believe it was uh, Ian McLennan Park. Yeah, it was. Yep. Yes, it was. It was Ian McLennan Park, yeah. yep. Uh, do you reckon Tarawana can go one better than last year? They obviously they had a big FFA Cup run last year. They were the fairy tale side of the competition for a long while now. Uh, they had an interesting run last year. Obviously got through a fair few rounds. Not sure about the opposition they played last year, and I think uh, unfortunately we'll get onto them later. But I, don't, I think their squads are a bit thin at the moment, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how much Peter Willis prioritises the uh, FFA Cup this mm. year? They do have a couple of young guys for sure. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. A couple of young guys I've even played with over the years. So and you're they very do young, have. So. Uh, I'm not that young anymore. I'm only what twenty. Uh, moving on, 
Albion Park White Eagles. This is probably the result of the competition at the moment. They defeated Epping 31-0. So I know what you're thinking. If you haven't heard of this before, 31-0, what's on going on there? Apparently, this is according to reports, so it's unconfirmed reports, apparently Epping FC's first team were in isolation due to the coronavirus. Don't know how true that is, but we'll just go with it. But um, we'll leave it with the football. So Cameron Morgan picked up 14 goals. Jordan Nikolovsky picked up five. So quite a statement. Yeah, I mean, you want to put it down to that? They obviously, they yeah. played Epping's under 17s in the end. They sent down their under 17s. It's a controversial topic. It can go both ways, but you know what? Albion Park, they can only play what's in front of them, and they did that. So I guess like you can't. I guess you can't blame them for that. Honestly. Yeah, it's, it's an awkward situation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. You got you got obviously they've brought in a fair few players, which we're going to touch on later, but um. They're all fine spots. The season starts this week. What can you... You can't do much about it, obviously. So, um, yeah, so big win for Albion Park. They're on to the next round of the FA Cup. Now, Wollongong Olympic. This was... I don't know. This is it's strange. From, it, was it was strange. Strangest, one of the strangest things I've ever heard. So, apparently, Olympic were meant to play Ugali FC up at Griffith on Saturday. Apparently, Olympic uh, emailed Football New South Wales and Ugali FC the night before that they needed to push the game back. But apparently, Ugali didn't receive the message. So they turned up on Saturday afternoon, ready to go for a game, and nobody from Wollongong Olympic was inside. And they apparently didn't get the message. So Yeah, it's strange as well because the referees were there, the team were there. So clearly there's been a communication breakdown where someone hasn't been told something. And so it'll be interesting to see how football mm. in New South Wales deal with this. Yeah, Yo, well, that's the that's the other topic. What are you reckon um, football in New South Wales is going to do about this one? Who are they going to... They're going to replay the game. No, well, meet halfway or something like that. Well, I think that, um, like, I've seen the the email that Wollongong Olympic have had sent to Yagali, and fair enough, they did communicate that to them. However, that was late on the evening before the game. Uh, clearly, they haven't got in touch with them the next day, which perhaps they should have. Uh, and clearly, Yagali didn't check their email in the morning, which also they perhaps they shouldn't. Uh, the suggestions of a game being played halfway is a bit ridiculous. Obviously, I've lived in the country for the last year, and teams teams are travelling two or three hours each way to play regular mm. season games. So I think mm. that uh, if you're entering the competition, you should be willing to travel. Obviously, Olympic, uh, there was underlying reasons to why they didn't travel, but I think football New South Wales in the end. Uh, will lean in favour of Yagali going through the next round, which is a good thing for Cal Barron out there uh, reporting for the area news because I believe he was there the one that, and he was the one that broke the uh, this uh, story. Yeah, so. Insider knowledge on the South Coast Footballholic. You heard it here first. Uh, finally, UOWFC. They unfortunately went down to West Pennant Hills Cherry Brook three goals to one. Ends their cup run, but at least they entered. They played the game in good spirits from all reports. Moving on now, we're going to head to our representative sides. Now, Wolves against Mount Druitt. Now, that was called to be washed out, I believe, Saturday they called it. So they called it quite early. But the talk is that this game was called off by a Mount Druitt committee member and without an independent official from Football New South Wales being sent out. What's your thoughts on that, well, if that's true? It's... 
Well, it's allegedly been called off because of wet weather, which I yeah. think is a, a pretty uh, peaceful reason for the MPL one because it wasn't raining that much over the weekend. Mm. It was a fair bit of rain, to be fair, but uh, I think Luke Wilshere came out and said that, look, there needs to be better protocols in place, and I think that he's well well within his right to voice those opinions. There's there's plenty of options that could be moved to one of the many synthetic fields in uh, Sydney or a mm. fixture could have been rever- reversed. I do believe that the Wolves had a inter-club match uh, to make up for it on mm. the weekend. So, But, yeah, they're, what, two games behind the eight yeah. ball now? So well, there's a, there was a similar that. scenario with the Flame last year. They believe it played at Auburn. It was early in the season, but we had a fair bit of rain around that time of year, and I remember Auburn's ground like was shut. But they reversed the fixture. They played the fixture at Ian McLennan Park, synthetic field. Worked out well in the end. In the end, the second time they were meant to go up to Auburn, as well, that got rained out as well. So they ended up playing both games at Ian McLean Park. Still played to get two games. Nothing you're, wrong with you that. Also, would like to think the the organisation for the the top flight would also be. Well, if we want to establish a prim- uh, professional setup in in the state, like that, surely would be the least the, the least issues. Like it should be able to solve that for sure. But um. Yeah, so the Wolves will look to bounce back after their defeat to North Shore the week before. Hopefully, I know, I know for a fact Wilkshire will have, have the boys up and running, ready to go. For, yeah, he definitely wasn't happy after that. I suspect yeah, after, well, yeah, you don't blame him, to be honest. He's a very competitive coach. He was a competitive player. And looks like judging from last year and early signs of this year, he's, in, kind of, he's instilled that into his players as well. Obviously, some new recruits, but... He's got a good squad there. He's got a good squad. It's a squad that he can build with for sure going into the late year. Marconi looks strong, though. They looked strong the first couple of rounds. Yeah, it'll be interesting. interesting game coming up, that one. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Moving on now to MPL4. The South Coast Flame went down to Parramatta Eagles on Saturday night. Two goals to nil. Uh, unfortunate own goal from Carlos Stella. And on the 70th minute, Parramatta basically punished the turn of the game and 2-0 loss so concerning signs do you think oh look I I think it's only two games of course I mean yeah of course but I think it's sort of you can see later on in the game all their goals have been conceded in the second half in the two games played which means potentially that you're seeing a side that's tiring later on in the game which is obviously concerning but I think in, in patches they're playing well and and so you sort of have to take that into account but uh, I think it's about time and, and you'll see potentially better results to come mm. in the future. Well, they're away to Western New South Wales this weekend. So, I was, I was talking to Football New South Wales reporter Justin Smith, who covers the MPL4, and he does it does say that Parramatta and Football uh, University of New South Wales are teams that are going to be pretty competitive this year, and their results so far sort of suggest that. Um, uh, I did see, like I've mentioned, the second half of that game on the weekend, and it was an unfortunate goal, own goal, the first one, and the second one was... Uh, quite a hit. Uh, Flame did miss some really good chances. Lewis Connell and Sandy Lowcock uh, scuppered some chances that they really, really should have been putting away. Um, and uh, I think obviously they'd recognise that as well. And you know, I'm not, I'm not too sure what's what's really missing there. But uh, they were in the game, and yeah, they sort of uh, let themselves down. Interesting enough, Western Mariners is also the uh, first game that the Flame ever played as well. I remember, I was part of that day. Yeah, down at the foot of Lithgow Mountains. In yeah. the end up at Marjorie Jackson Oval. What a day that was, huh? Yeah. We got smacked 5-2. <laughs> 
Moving on, next segment. Stay with us. We'll be back with a South Coast Football Holic in just a sec. 